Hello, and welcome to Novel Gaming, a podcast about books and video games, skinny with hunger for other pop culture. <laughs> I'm Doug. And I'm Katie. And it's a book club episode. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Our second one of the year. Today we're discussing the 2022 book, Now is Not the Time to Panic, by Kevin Wilson, a novel about a viral moment that happens in a time before everyone knew what the word <laughs> meme meant. But before we get ourselves swept up in a panic, let's stop to chat about what we've been playing, watching, and perhaps thinking about lately. So, Katie. Yes. What you been playing lately? Yeah, so I uh, am really excited to talk about this game. I think it actually like just came out within the past uh, couple weeks, and it is a game called Season, A Letter oh. to the Future. Have you seen anything I... about this? No, I've never heard of this. What is this? It is a very cool game so far. It's um, a game where you play as a character who lives in a world where there are seasons, but not in the way that we have seasons. So seasons okay. seem more like periods of history type of thing. So like the way they talk about seasons, like, oh, yeah, that was a lonely season. That season had some more in it. The season's been pretty good so far. Um, so oh, it's not like, okay. yeah, it's not like seasons like weather. It's more seasons like events or periods of time type stuff. Yeah. And you play as a character that rides around on uh, your bike and kind of captures moments and sounds and uh, observations about the world around you. So you are armed with a camera, an, a recorder, and uh, a, a book that you write and put, you know, your pictures and sound clips into. So you are mm -hmm. documenting this season for the future. And it's like beautiful. And it's, um, it's got great noise <laughs> it's got a good <laughs> i'm blanking on what the the term is for like, like a soundscape yes sort of atmosphere absolutely i dig it all and i don't i don't know what's gonna happen it's not like a super fast-paced game in the beginning they're like you know do this at your own speed you know explore as much mm. as you want explore as little as you want do it as fast or as slow or as whatever as you'd like to do um, so I've been taking it kind of slow and I've been, yeah. you know, exploring for a little bit each day, <laughs> uh, but I don't think I'm very deep into the game. Um, okay. So I'm excited to see kind of what happens and what sorts of things there are in the world that I can, you know, record for, for posterity. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, it actually kind of sounds like, I feel like we've had conversations about the types of games we want to see in the world mm -hmm. <laughs> um and it kind of sounds like that kind of game i mean i don't know how much um is is sort of directed for you like if there are missions or like if you're performing tasks or if you're just like documenting stuff but it sounds yeah. kind of like what we've talked about before we yeah. just get to kind of explore and and observe things and find stuff yeah i mean uh there i haven't seen there's no checklist uh it's just kind of like there is a there's different areas, so it's not open world type of thing, mm -hmm. but the areas are large, and you kind of move from one to the next in a in a linear fashion, but the line you can take to get there can go kind of all over the place if that makes gotcha. sense, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, 
You're allowed to detour. Exactly. And oftentimes <laughs> encouraged to, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. And what are you playing it on? I am playing it on PlayStation. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a PlayStation. I don't I don't know what other systems it might be on. I don't think I don't think it's on Switch. Um it might just be on uh like PlayStation and like Steam. PlayStation sure. and PC type thing. I mean, it sounds amazing. So hopefully it spreads. Or, yeah. Um, if not, when I do eventually get a PS5, it'll be one of the first things I look for. Yeah, I know. I mean, there is a PS4 version. Oh, so. okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll look for it now then. Because <laughs> it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm digging it. And the graphic style is really cool too. Um, I just, I'm liking all aspects of it so far. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. How about you? What are you playing? Yeah, a couple things I want to mention. I like a week before we're recording this, they uh, dropped Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on Nintendo Switch Online. Hell yeah, uh, they which did. Was very exciting to me, <laughs> and the selection of Game Boy games uh, was awesome because a lot of them, uh, like hat, mm, a third of them, let's say a third of them to be safe, are like games that I played growing up, like a lot. So. Uh, Link's Awakening and Super Mario Land 2 and Tetris um, are nice. definitely games we had. And so I've been playing Super Mario Land 2 on Nintendo Switch Online, which has been very funny because <laughs> I remember definitely struggling with elements of that game. Mm. And now playing it, I'm like, this game feels like it's going to be incredibly short if I don't pace myself. Because mm. it's... I feel like uh, it's not that it's not the hardest Mario game I've played. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of we've talked a lot. I don't know if it's been on the podcast. At least when we talked about Banjo Kazooie, how old games we remembered them maybe easier than they were. Um, mm -hmm. So it's interesting that this one is, or we remembered them. Yeah, yeah, we remember them easier than they were because they're actually harder. But it sounds like this one actually is easier than <laughs> you remember. I think this one's easier than I remember it being. But Game Boy is also one of those systems where I frequently would like have my older brother help me with stuff. Mm. So I'm sure that colors my yeah. my uh, perspective. Some of the stuff that I that I think I play and I'm like, oh my god, this was so hard. It's stuff that I was probably playing after I played these Game Boy games. Because mm. Game Boy was like probably the first system that I played a lot of. Nice. But in addition to the Nintendo Switch online Game Boy stuff, I've been playing a game called Potion Permit. Ooh, I've heard of this. On Switch. Oh my gosh, Katie, it's so good. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I was like immediately sucked into this game. <laughs> it's very, it's got a very Stardew vibe to it. Mm -hmm. um, so that immediately kind of grabbed me and it's got a kind of it's got a cool premise that's like unique from uh stardew so it's not just like a stardew clone or an animal crossing clone or anything mm -hmm. like that um the idea is that you are this um chemist who is sent to this small town to help out um like the mayor who's whose kid is sick mm. um and then you know when you succeed at this they're like you know what? maybe you could help us out more we've got a couple other things going on so you kind of set up shop there and as you know patients come to you you can diagnose them through mini games and then you create potions via puzzle mm. um, with like ingredients that you forage um, or gather 
And as you succeed at these tasks, the town begins to trust you more and more because you are an outsider, like in their small mm. town. So um, it's really cool. I love that that uh, that it's got like little sort of simple puzzle and mini game elements sort of sprinkled throughout mm-hmm. um, in addition to, you know, getting to know people and learning their stories and giving them gifts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, important questions for potentially me and me only. Can you customize your character in this game and in lieu of uh, our previous podcast, mm-hmm. the relationships you develop, are they friendship are they romantic uh what direction can they go in so you do customize at least a little bit um at the start and i think you can make changes um as you go i think it's probably similar to stardew nice in that like you can choose what you look like but it's not like there's a big wardrobe like i haven't had the opportunity to change my clothes but i can change the color of my clothes kind of whenever i want okay um, and I can like change my hairstyle whenever I want, stuff like that. Nice. Um, as far as the relationships, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm able to romance anybody, mm-hmm. but I do think that is an element because I think mm-hmm. I saw something um, where there was a DLC where they said they added more. Um, I think they said they added more romance options or something, but I was trying not to look like too deeply into it because like I, it's fun to like not know, yeah. right? So like. I assume that I can romance people and there are certainly uh, villagers in the game that I'm like, I'm going to give you gifts just in case (laughs) I'm allowed to romance you, you know? Yeah. Uh, But I don't actually know if I'm, you know, uh, doing that fruitlessly or fruitfully. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty confident that there are romance options. I just haven't gotten to them. Nice. And is the the town and kind of map of the game comparable to a stardew size stuff or larger smaller what's the scale the town feels about the same size to me like it doesn't feel significantly bigger or smaller so i don't nice if it is one or the other it doesn't feel like it yeah um and the foraging area is something where you start with a certain amount and as you do more you end up like unlocking new mm. foraging areas, That's cool. uh, which is a nice, you know, a nice spin on it too. So, yeah. um, and, oh my gosh, you know, I love Stardew, but from the jump in this game, mm-hmm. you can basically like unlock teleport points. Oh, great job. Oh, and it's, oh, it's the best. Love it's that. the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> One of them is right next to your home. So, oh, nice. Um, I have never passed out in this game. Don't even know what time it would happen. Yeah. Could you even? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's so great. It's it's uh, it's a game where I have definitely found myself uh, being like, what if I just. I don't know, like, what if I just played, like, a couple days in Potion Permit? And mm. then I'm like, no, because you're not going to play a couple days. You're going to get sucked in. Right. You know? Hit that so. flow. Right, exactly. So it's, I really like it. I really recommend it if if you like Stardew um, or games like Stardew. I think it hits some of the same notes. It does hit some of the same notes, like, a little too mm. the same. Mm-hmm. So if you do play it, that I would love to talk to you about the things that you were, like, probably had the same reaction as I did, where I was like, this feels like, this feels like the same character. Mm, um, interesting. But uh, there's plenty different too, of yeah. course. I mean, I'm it's probably nice. going to check that out. I've been I've been intrigued by it, but I haven't talked to anybody knowingly that has played mm-hmm. it. So um, it's cool. I mean, it, it sounds like 
It sounds like it's up my alley. Yeah, it's it's nice. Also, I mean, it sounds like you're already sold, but yeah. let me <laughs> Sell just throw me more. this one other thing. Cherry on um, top. You have a dog <gasps> that is with you all the time, which at first all I was time? like, why is this dog following me all the time? But it follows you all the time because if you can't find somebody, as long as you've met them already, the dog can track them and like oh. lead you to where they are, which is amazing. That's so smart, especially if in like oh. Stardew, the villagers travel mm-hmm. and wander around. Yep. Oh, exactly that's so that. smart. Yep. It's so nice. I've been playing it on Switch. Um, I know it's on other stuff. It's ab- I, It's definitely on Steam, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was on everything. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's, uh, you know, it is. <laughs> At least so far. <laughs> well, have you, uh, have you been watching anything lately? I have been. So um, I am excited to talk about this, but don't know exactly how to talk about it because I watched okay. everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Which I think. Dang, I wish I had. Uh, I wish I had watched it by now. That would have been. We could have. We could have spoken openly. But I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's. I. I feel like it's definitely a movie where going into it, um, knowing very little is probably the way to go because it's just <laughs> such a, a, a joy and surprise to kind of see everything unfold. Um, I will say uh, that. Uh, I laughed, I cried, and I thought deeply about things, um, and was just, like, entertained. So I'm very excited for you to watch this and for us to, you know, talk about it at some point. Because I I just want to talk to a lot of people about it. And I feel like a lot (laughs) of the people who I know who saw it saw it, like, last year. Um, So, like, the it's not coming up as naturally in conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get it in there. Uh, Oh, man. You know what I was thinking about? That movie. (laughs) I legit, I did that at work the other day. (laughs) Just trying to see if anyone would bite. Uh, I mean, it's got to come up again with the, uh, like the Academy Awards haven't happened yet, right? So I don't know. There's a vehicle But it did get a lot of, Pretend you care about the Oscars. That was actually the segue. I was like, oh, like, there's so much awards things. By the way. (laughs) (laughs) perfect yeah yeah that's perfect yeah i enjoyed it and i'm um i'm excited for you to to watch it at some point probably soon to be honest hell yeah uh so uh we'll 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 chat for sure Yeah. yeah 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 Other than that, I've just been keeping with the. I um, am deep into Fantasy High season two, also. So um, I've been enjoying that. Pick that back up to make sure that we're in the same spot. (laughs) I haven't watched it in a while. Mm, I'm sure you'd have to catch up based on how hard I've been going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) I could I could have far worse things to have to catch up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. But how about you, Doug? What have you been watching? I finally watched Enter Galactic on Netflix. What is that? Is that the Kid it, Cudi thing? It is the Kid Cudi oh, thing. Oh, hell yeah. 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 It's it I mean, I was so excited for it. Um, but my my relationship with Netflix is so fraught that yeah. anytime I get excited for something, I completely forget I was ever excited about it. <laughs> um so I recently I actually recently uh, like suspended my Netflix account. And so I'm like trying to remember the things that I was excited Mm. about so that I can like 
squeeze some stuff in before it shuts off. Yeah. Um, and Enter Galactic was one of those. So um, it was it was really cool, um, which I expected it to be. I didn't realize that it kind of went through a number of iterations that kind of shed some light on the final product. So huh. is it a movie or TV show? That is that is exactly the question. <laughs> so Netflix calls it a special. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anything called a Netflix special before. Yeah. And I guess the reason they call it that is because it is all presented in one like you press play once and it'll run through the whole thing but it's split into chapters that could be their own episodes and so i think as if i understand correctly it started off as like okay well let's do a series that is like um almost like a visual album Mm kind of like daft punk did they like did a whole movie that was basically like just to the soundtrack of one of their albums running from beginning to end. And then I think it transformed into what was meant to be a TV series with separate episodes. And then it turned into this for all intents and purposes, movie with separate chapters. Hmm. And it's interesting because kid Cuddy refers to it as a series still. Mm. And he refers to this as a season of intergalactic. And he says he would like to make more seasons that would likely end up just also being, one special split into chapters Mm -hmm. so i don't know how much of that is like studio versus creator or how much of that is just like kid cuddy is like on another artistic level i can't understand yeah um but either way it was very cool (laughs) how uh how long is the special slash series it's definitely not more than like 90 minutes let me see it's uh 92 minutes. So I lied. It's over 90 minutes <laughs> wow, by Dad. two minutes. Gross understatement. Uh, I'm so sorry. I just lied to everyone. <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's a standard movie length or yeah. what you and I would like standard Ideally movie length to be. Ideally what an ideal standard <laughs> movie length would be. Yeah. Kind of a standard animated movie <laughs> yeah. length. Yeah. Uh, but it's very cool. The animation is very cool. The style is very cool. Um, and obviously the music is very good if you are... If you are drawn to this because it is a Kid Cudi thing, you will probably enjoy the music. Nice. Yeah. So I would recommend. Hell yeah. And hopefully he gets to make more. Yeah, I totally forgot that existed until you said it. Yeah. I Well, I mean, you know, Netflix problems, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I was surprised it came out this past fall. I was like, whoa. That... I just like feels like so long ago. It feels yeah, it feels like so long ago, but also like recent at the same time, (laughs) because I feel like you know with you know not that I need to go on a whole rant about Netflix all over again, but like it probably people probably talked about it for like a weekend and then Mm. it no one ever thought about it again. We've talked about this at least uh, you know offline, but like the the fact that things when they get released all at once then people do just talk about it for a weekend. But when things mm-hmm. get released week by week or, you know, spread out a bit, then the conversation lasts longer. Yeah, so. for sure. So I guess I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it feels both recent and forever ago at the yeah. same time. Yeah. <laughs> Everything everywhere all cool. at once, you know? Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> yeah, both very... Um, both everything everywhere all at once. Not that I've seen it, but I feel like I've heard. Yeah. Um, and Enter Galactic are both things that I I imagine would be fun to watch multiple times. Yeah. In varying states yeah. of being. Uh huh. If you get my drift. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. Well, is there anything you've been thinking about lately? Nothing that I can remember, at least enough to <laughs> to talk about. How about you? Uh, just art. Uh, oh yeah. You you and I went to an art museum recently together, and so I've been thinking a lot about art and making art and appreciating art and like just I don't know like. Neither one of us had been to the art museum we went to in a while. Years. And it like, I was very happy we went. And then I was like, also a little bit bummed I hadn't been continuing to go on a regular basis. Yeah. Because lots of art museums are free and accept donations. So they're easy to go to a lot. And when you can go to a museum like that, kind of as frequently as you want, you can kind of spend as much time in any given part of it as you want without feeling like you have to do a full mm-hmm. a full lap or tour, you know? So like you and I saw a lot, yeah. but I bet you the next time I go, I'll probably stay in like one section, yeah. you know, and just like totally vibe out on like one particular uh, like section of the, the museum. So I don't know. Museums are cool. Go to museums, donate to museums, support museums, especially art ones. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking about. Yeah. And that... Um... That is actually like a perfect segue into the book, I feel like. No, it it, it super duper is, which is funny because I had I didn't really know. And I guess I'll talk about this when I talk about how I picked it, but like I had no idea that you and I going to an art museum and then reading this book would kind of be a perfect yeah. perfect match uh, with each other. So like I mentioned at the top, we are talking about the book Now Is Not the Time to Panic by Kevin Wilson. Um, it was released very recently, I think November of 2022. So it's only been out for a few months uh, as we record this. And uh, it's, it's relatively short. So if this is mm-hmm. something that you're intrigued by as we're talking about it, we're obviously going to spoil stuff. But it's a pretty short book or short listen. So... I wouldn't be deterred. Yeah. So Doug, you kind of alluded to things you would talk about as you talked about why or how you chose this book. I am very intrigued in hearing about uh, how this came up on your radar. <laughs> well, landing on this book was a bit of a journey because full <laughs> disclosure, I had chosen a different book first and then without shouting it out, it turned out to be one that I was like, well, maybe there is uh, some transphobia floating around this book or its author. So let's not do that. Yeah. And so I switched and kind of threw out some ideas. Um, one of them was actually the book that I mentioned last time, Acts of Violet. And then another one was, shoot, now I'm forgetting what it's called, but Kevin Wilson's other book, which you had already oh, read. Don't, something about Don't Look Over Here or, gosh, what's it called? There's <laughs> There's a little... <laughs> There's a child on fire, I think, on the cover. There is. And I liked both of those, but you had already read the one Kevin Wilson one. So I was like, well, how about the the new Kevin Wilson book? So <laughs> I actually kind of landed on this book that we're reading without knowing almost anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so I, I don't have like a great reason. It ended up on my radar because I had read I had read his other his mm-hmm. other book or one of his other books. Nothing to see here. That's what That's it's called. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I really like your books. Not the most memorable titles. Yeah. <laughs> the the cover images, though, at least for that one. Um, yeah. Super great. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Not that we're going to talk a whole lot about that. But since we both read it, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was a little bit of referencing it. But it's basically like the premise of that book is that uh, there are these two children who spontaneously combust um, to know like and. They're fine. Next to no damage to themselves. Like, they're they're fine. fine. 
but uh, it's a surprise to everybody around them. Yeah. You know? This book, very different than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very interesting because that book was the only Kevin Wilson book I had read previously. Yeah. So I Same. and because you know, we traditionally pick sci-fi fantasy. I came into this thinking there was going to be a lot more magical realism or, or fantasy <laughs> yeah, in there. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I, I figured it was a safe bet given that Nothing to See Here has like that sort of like light, weird fantasy mm-hmm. bend to it. And this one really doesn't. This is like a pretty straightforward, realistic fiction. Yeah. It's got the book. weird element still, I'd say. It does. It does. Do you um how would you how would you describe this? Do you have like a one sentence in mind for this book? Mm, I thought about this um and I got a good half of a sentence and we'll see what happens with the rest. Mm. And the good half is just, you know, a couple words which is the story of a woman reflecting on her teenage years and the art she created with her friend? Yeah. I think I would say that it's like the story of how two teens accidentally created a satanic panic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like reckoning with that. Yeah. Yeah. It had me thinking a lot about art and responsibility of art. Mm -hmm. So these two kids make a poster together. Um, Well, um, we're full in discussion. If you don't want to know any more, stop now, go read it and come back in a couple hours when you finish. Um, yeah. But these two kids, uh, these two teens uh, are up to some shenanigans. They're kind of misfits, or at least the one is. Frankie, the main character, is definitely a misfit outcast person and doesn't have a lot of friends, makes a friend, and they end up really connecting like through their their cool strangeness with each other and their appreciation yeah. of you know, creativity and art, even if they don't necessarily name it like that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they make this poster that is just like things that speak to them kind of put onto a page. Uh, yeah. No necessarily like super intentional thought going into it. Frankie gives the phrase, which is something we might say multiple times, but the edge <laughs> is a shanty town filled with gold seekers. We are fugitives and the law is skinny with hunger for us. Uh, yeah. Which is great, but also like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it like doesn't mean anything when she writes it. Yeah, right? like it just sounds good. She's like a sixteen-year-old aspiring writer, and she goes on to be a successful writer. But like in that moment, this friend that she's made, um, who we'll talk about in just a sec, is just sort of like, just write anything, anything <laughs> yeah. at all. Doesn't matter what it is, just write something. And this just like flows out of her, mm-hmm. and then. Her friend, Zeke, takes it and he is the like visual artist. So he starts drawing things on there. Doug, I don't know if you want to shout out some of the things he draws. I actually had to look back up what was on the poster because like the images that he drew were not as memorable to me as the phrase. And that's probably because the book is told from Frankie's perspective and she wrote the phrase, but Zeke draws like a row of shacks and I guess like a burned up car or burned out car, uh, some wild dogs, kids in bed. And then two hands is the thing I definitely Mm. remembered Mm -hmm. like two hands, like reaching for these kids and then to make it like their thing because they, they (laughs) aren't going to take credit for it. I know it's such a teen thing. And I actually initially like, 
I had to remind myself that they were 16 because I thought they were actually younger than than mm. they were early on in the book. But like they don't want to take credit or tell anybody, but they do want it to be theirs and they want to have some sort of signature on it. So they like cut their fingers and like splatter their own blood on it. <laughs> and then they end up making hundreds of copies of these and like spreading them around this small town uh, where Frankie grew up and where Zeke is visiting for the summer. Yeah. And so they make this kind of random art that is meaningful to them. And with all those copies that they spread around, um, people start to see it and uh, shit gets weird. (laughs) I was going to say the exact same word. Shit gets weird. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. I feel like I get what they're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel very much like I get what they're doing. The idea of, like, making something and having it be yours, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they just, they're they're these two weird art kids. I mean, the book all but says they are weird art kids, which I very much identify with. (laughs) Um, And they just want to connect with someone. And when they connect, they're, like, fulfilled. But then they want to, like, do something important, but not, but not, like, give it away to people. Right. They don't want to give themselves away, but they want to share what they did. Mm-hmm. It's 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 I don't know. There's something about it that I really get. And I just I I guess I should have expected shit was gonna get weird, but <sighs> it really did fully cause like essentially a satanic panic in this little town. Like yeah. there are people who start putting meaning onto their words and their images, which they didn't even fully give meaning to. And people just run with it. Like, it's really wild, the shit that happens. And it's, like, simultaneously surprising the things that people do, but also kind of not surprising when I Mm -hmm. really think about it. And, like, the nature of art once an artist, like, quote, gives it away. Yeah. And, I I mean, I think we were young or not alive when a lot of the satanic panic stuff was kind of sweeping the nation. Although, you know, it's... Kind of making its it's coming it's, back, it's baby. making its reappearance. Yeah, <laughs> what everybody wanted. <laughs> yeah, but it was at first when they started going hog wild because, like, Frankie's mom and her older brothers, who are like young adults, are like, it's probably just some people fucking around. And so I'm right. like, yes, that's exactly what it is. And then yeah. Frankie's fucking mom's boyfriend is a journalist <laughs> who's like, what if I make this into a salacious story? And Frankie's mom is like, I forget what her name is. Does she Tipper have a name? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what her name is because it's from Frankie's perspective. Yeah. So I feel like she only ever calls her mom. Um, I'm yeah. sure she has a name, but I don't remember what it is. I thought you were going to reference her being like, what are you trying to be Tipper Gore? Uh, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this book is so funny, uh, by the way, which we could talk more about. But <laughs> Frankie's mom is like, yo, uh, well, not boyfriend. They are very explicitly not using labels, I think, at this point. Uh, yeah. But she's like, that's irresponsible. Uh, and he's like, but it's going to sell headlines. Uh, uh, I was like, God damn it. That's a, that yep. feels true. And now I'm like framed more in with like, I understand how this spreads. And like, yeah the little town militia that happens and stuff like that shit happens now for a different reason. Um, but people just like being so dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like this combination of this stupid guy creating a story just to like sell newspapers. Did he write for the newspaper? I think so. The local newspaper. Yeah. I feel like. And then this like weird incident that I fully was not expecting (laughs) where like, Teenage, I'm assuming they're teenagers. They were teenagers, right? I read that. Who like make up some weird story 
when they're found doing drugs or they're found with drugs and where they're like, oh, we were actually kidnapped by these guys who called themselves fugitives um, and they forced us to do drugs. Um, Which like fully plays into anybody who has like a panic about, you know, boogeyman. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And it just, it spirals so fast. So quickly. (laughs) It really escalated very quickly. Yeah, and the book's not super long, so like it really does. And, and only the first half of the book is a is like in the nineties. The mm-hmm. second half of the book doesn't really take place in the nineties. So like everything happens really fast, both in real time within the book, like in universe, but also as you're reading the story. Mm-hmm. It's all over the course of like one summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like people die. It's weird because the. The book kind of opens up yeah. with somebody reaching out to Frankie when Frankie's an adult being like, I know you did it. I know you did the thing. And she was like, oh, my God, what? I don't want to talk about it. And she was like, Frankie, people died. And I was like, what? Yeah. What happened? My exact reaction. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this book about? And right. why is it so serious? Because it also, as I read the book, I like... I get why they said people died and everything, but like I'm very much on Frankie's mom's side when she's like, Frankie, it's not your fault that people died. <laughs> like right. you did not yeah. kill them. Your yeah, art did I mean, not kill them. So much of the tension of the book is Frankie and Zeke trying not to get caught putting up these posters and then reckoning with sort of like the posters taking on a life of their own. And then as she's an adult, you know, trying to decide whether or not to admit to this reporter who finds her that she actually did it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm with you and with the mom where it's like, you just did a thing. You made art yeah. and and it took on a life of its own, which is, I mean, as scary as this book makes it seem, like that's what happens with art. Yeah. When you put art out into the world, whether it's a book, whether it's a painting, whether it's music or whatever, that's what happens. People like put meaning onto it where you may or may not have had meaning to begin with or like it might have been a vibe for you and it becomes an obsession for them (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's just once yeah like once things played out one it wasn't nearly as like sweeping as I kind of thought the beginning of the book made it sound but two I yeah I was like this isn't your fault yeah you just you were a 16 year old who made cool art yeah you were fucking around you were doing teen shit and like i did love uh even after things started to heighten and actually throughout at least up to the point where we know frankie in the book she is still fucking putting these posters up places katie i like i don't know why i was surprised i didn't see that coming when her husband in the in the present day or whatever asks her or finds out rather that she's still putting them up and she says, yeah, I'm still putting them up. I was like shocked for some reason. I don't know why. Like it all made sense, but like I just wasn't expecting that. I thought she was like totally trying to distance herself from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't see it coming either. Um, yeah. But like based on how she talked about, I mean, she said she was obsessed with these posters. So yeah. it makes sense. But it's also just interesting because I feel like a lot of the time folks who are creative – when they are in their youth, give up or don't have time or get tired and then don't necessarily engage in the same way or at all with their creative side as they mm-hmm. are adults. Especially, I don't know, she had like a 
small child, um, which just seems exhausting. Um, so yeah. to still be like secretly putting up stuff while you are a caretaker and everything, I feel like it got to it it have to be hard. But I did like that her daughter was like, "This isn't a fucking secret. You like whispered this to me every <laughs> night before bed." <laughs> Well, it does sort of like it it sort of reveals itself that she is honestly like as obsessed with the piece of art as anybody else kind of got yeah. with it. Like, you know, there there are people who kind of like in the story either explicitly or implicitly kind of like treat it as a religion, you know? Mm-hmm. And she it's almost like her spiritual, like her personal spirituality. She like uses the phrase she wrote as a mantra. Mm-hmm. Like it grounds her. It clearly like, you know, the book doesn't discuss anxiety really. Um, but if, you know, it, it, it feels like something she would do to sort of like ground herself in the midst of, you know, anxiety or something like that. And there are even points where she like has trouble not saying it. Cause it's like such a comfort blanket for her Yeah, that. Yeah. It, it makes total sense that she just like, would say it and not even realize she's saying it around people. Yeah. I um, ended up listening to a podcast that was an interview with Kevin Wilson about this book. And they talked about this, where this phrase like comes from. He yeah. talked about this. Did you look into this at all? The audio book that I f- f- used to finish the book, because I was doing a hybrid thing. At the end of it, there was like a brief little, I guess, afterward mm. where he talked about this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The podcast was, uh, it's called Nerdette. I never listened to it before, but I was searching for podcasts around this just to listen to. And um, he's like, yeah, it's not even something I came up with. It's this thing that yeah. my friend from college um, or around like young adulthood, I was working for this place where they had me typing up their manual <laughs> and nobody knew what I was doing and it was HTML and I didn't know what I was doing. So I just started writing stuff, sentences, little stories into the <laughs> into the computer. Cause this was like yeah. back in the day when computers were like, whoa, technology. <laughs> um and so he started typing this shit and he told his friend this and his friend's like, write this sentence in here. And it's like the friend's sentence is the one with the we are new fugitives. So he took That's out the That's so new. funny to me. Yeah. Because um, in the book, like, Frankie's so mad that somebody says it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then since his friend said that and since he typed it, Kevin Wilson has kind of been like Frankie a little bit with it. And he's like, I've said it every day uh, since yeah. I heard it. And I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. Yeah, the thing, the the little afterward or whatever it was at at the end of the audiobook, he explicitly talks about anxiety and Tourette's yeah. and stuff like that, and says that for him it's like very specifically a thing that grounds him. So it makes sense that that makes its way into Frankie's character and how she how she utilizes it for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. fascinating. Yeah, and it makes me want to read the Family Fang, which I think was maybe his first novel because he mentions that it's the line is in there mm. and i'm like where like it, it does it, it did <laughs> how the does poster it fit? And it, yeah yeah how does it fit or does it is it just like there's a poster with the phrase on it and it's just meant to be the poster from this book like you know because ah. the book says that it makes it like all over the world basically yeah um, used in a variety of ways so wild yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm you know you got me kevin wilson i started halfway through your bibliography and i guess i gotta go back now <laughs> So cool. Like, it's so, just so cool 
how people create things and what ends up happening to them. Like these two young adults were just fucking around saying shit. And then it Mm -hmm. kind of helped blossom into this work of art. I don't know. It was such a cool parallel um, to, to hear about. What do you think of, so one thing that really struck me when she's an adult is that she and Zeke only knew each other for that summer Mm -hmm. and then never spoke to each other again. So like their entire relationship, which was sort of romantic too, although like they kind of had different ideas of what it was, which we can talk about. Mm -hmm. Like it all happened in just the one summer and then they completely went separate ways. Certainly because of how (laughs) things ended, but like it's kind of wild. It's kind of wild to to think that like everything that happens in this book, everything about this panic turned into viral moment, turned into like just sort of pop culture staple in the world uh, is all a result of just like these few months of them knowing each other. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know. I, sorry to any people I knew for just a summer, but I don't really remember having any sort of this thing happening, the people I knew when I was young and a teen, I knew because, you know, we grew up in the same town together. So it was cool to hear about this type of, like, relationship, this type of thing. Like, I know it happens. Mm -hmm. So it was cool to, like, see that. And it's interesting, you know, because especially with youth, like, the impact that a short amount of time can really have on you that then you carry uh, with you throughout the rest of your life. Uh, and yeah. for both Frankie and Zeke slash Ben, um, look back <laughs> on and think about with kind of regularity, it sounded like at least. Yeah, for sure. I think there's plenty to to say about Zeke, but I, I uh, both, you know, good and, and bad, probably yeah. for both of them, honestly. Yeah. But I do love that, <laughs> that his thing for that summer is like, my name is Zeke. It's actually my middle name, but I'm trying it on for the summer. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you do that's you. awesome. More people should do that. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. It was very interesting to like their relationship and how, I mean, I think Frankie even explains this, right? Like my parents and brothers weren't home a lot. So we just always hung mm-hmm. out at my house. Um, But Frankie never going to Zeke's grandmother's house or really meeting his family until like the last, the big like end of it all. And especially because his mom had grown up in that town and knew Frankie's mom. So I would have expected more of a, hey, what's up? You know, even like a casual introduction type thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I both of the books I've read of Kevin Wilson's feature a like younger female protagonist that sort of like is presented with an unfamiliar person or environment like outside and in in both cases like above their sort of like class level their like socioeconomic mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. and like how that character sort of like not even bumps up against that, but like, like kind of just entirely maintains themselves against that. Right. Cause like mm-hmm. it turns out Zeke is actually like a rich kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of that plays into like what you're mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. where they always hang out at her place versus his. But the only time it really comes up is when she goes to his place and is like, now I feel self-conscious about having him over right. <laughs> my house all the time and yeah. like sitting on my shitty bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, it is it is kind of strange. I mean, I guess the thing that like draws them together is they both have these like really tumultuous like family 
lives. Yeah. Or I guess Zeke is in the middle of it and, and Frankie's kind of already Further happened. Along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the dads. Dads are not are not winning in this one. <laughs> nope. Dad's not great. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a dad in a Kevin Wilson book, Man, oh boy. Fucking, I got something to tell you. Yeah. In the beginning. When Frankie <laughs> talks about her dad having another family and then naming the fucking kid Dude. Francis, I was like, "Are you serious? Like, what That's a terrible, so fucked up. shitty person!" Yeah, it's so weird. It also is like I don't blame her because it's her name. But it's also like there's a part of me that's like I'm surprised that when you became an author. You didn't just like go by a different name to like totally distance yourself. But I also would understand being like really defensive about your name mm-hmm. and like possessive about your name if that happened to yeah. you. Like that's such a weird thing to contend with. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. The dad's in this book. The worst. Bad. Yeah. Bad dads. Because <laughs> Zeke's dad sucks too. Yeah. I was... Ugh. Bummed at yes! the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like so annoyed. <laughs> Zeke's dad sucks um, for various reasons. It's the entire reason Zeke is like in this town for the summer because Zeke and his mom come to the town to get away from their dad. And then when Frankie's an adult and finds Zeke later, like Zeke's parents are back together. Yeah. And like, I don't know them and their lives, but I was still like, come on. Yeah. And when like Zeke and Frankie make that trip to uh, Zeke's hometown, and what is it, Memphis? Is he from Memphis? Yeah. Um, when mm-hmm. they go to Memphis and they're taking a day trip and putting some posters up and they swing by Zeke's house, his dad's there and fucking a woman pops out, which is why they left in the first place because his dad was <laughs> right. cheating. And then when uh, his dad gets kind of like, question about who is this person and like why didn't you call he's like don't turn this on me why are you here and what's with this poster (laughs) i'm like oh my god you are the worst (laughs) yeah i know i think zeke said like who are you you're not either of the women mom told me about i was like oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. oh my gosh i also was like I mean, I knew something was going to happen because I was like, what are you doing at this house? Why are you putting posters up at this house? Like, this is a terrible idea. I didn't expect it to go in that particular direction. But like the moment he started taping a poster like to the door, I was like, no, yeah, don't do this. Go leave. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) And then it just gets like worse and worse and worse from there. I was like, oh my gosh, the whole like, Push down the stairs, oh broken arm, like car tree, all of that. I was like, this is a lot. What a ride. <laughs> this is a lot. Can you imagine? I mean, I cannot. Can you imagine like driving home with a broken, like it sounded like a really bad injury. Like, Yeah, it was a really bad injury. Uh, and like uh, she talked about like how she struggled to get the key from her pocket like Ugh. reaching over was like painful um yeah. so driving home was definitely painful and then when she uh, this i was like now is not the time to fr- 
panic Frankie, but you totally did. She's like, how yeah. am I going to explain this? I don't want to tell people that Zeke pushed me. So what if I just crash my car into this tree? I was like, what the fuck is happening? I know. I know. I had to remind myself that these are like 16 year olds who have like yeah. no idea what to do with themselves. Their brain isn't fully developed. I know. Ugh. I know. I know. But like, ugh. no, but I was with you. I was like, don't like, no, just go, go to the hospital. No one's going to ask questions that you think they're going to ask. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just go. She even had like a rationale. Like, I mean, she could have said Zeke, but like, it's there's so much that like, I just wanted to be like, please, I want to swoop in and like, get you somewhere better than yeah. wrapped around a tree. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Luckily, what? her nice neighbor found her though. I like that guy. Yeah, I was just gonna ask, what do you make of Mr. Avery? I like Mr. Avery. Mr. Avery is a character I wish we knew more about mm-hmm. because he sounds. I mean, he's like this, uh, like he is the only other person who knows what they did basically, or at least to her knowledge at that point. Right. Um, and he basically is like, I get you, you're weird like me and I won't tell anyone. Yeah. And like, it's not necessarily the responsible thing for an adult to do in that situation, but like, I, I appreciate him for like seeing her, you know? Yeah. When he, God, this book has just so many moments where I like just some laugh because it was funny, but also laugh because of disbelief when he was like, you've done <laughs> yeah. two things that have surprised me. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> One, the poster. Two, crashing yeah. your car. <laughs> like, I don't know Into if we should. Tree, that feels yeah. like praise for the crashing of the car, which yeah, maybe we shouldn't do, Mr. Avery. He sounds like a weird guy. Like, he sounds <laughs> he totally like a, yeah. a guy I want to know more about, but maybe shouldn't know more about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was cool to the connection between mr avery and um how the journalist mazzy ends up finding frankie right because so mm-hmm. the person who called early on and was like but people died is someone who is going to write <laughs> about you know is writing about art and was doing research on um, mr avery and like going to tell his story. And as they were looking through the letters um, that uh, he wrote, Mr. Avery wrote to his lover, they like said, Mr. Avery ended up did, did end up telling one person. <laughs> and then that led, mm-hmm. it, and it was in a letter. And that's how Mazzy uh, found out Frankie's name and contacted her, um, which was like just, what are the what are the chances? <laughs> I feel like it's like perfect though. It's like the only way anybody would have found out, yeah. right? Because like eventually we learn that that Frankie's mom always suspected oh, and was pretty I love confident, this yeah, right. But like she was never going to tell anybody. So the only way anybody would ever know is through some like weird, almost like freakish string of events that were just purely coincidental. Um, and so it felt like perfect. And I know that it's like. I don't know. I was so annoyed with Mad. There's a part of me that was like, Mazzy, can you just not? Yeah. Can you just leave her alone? Can yeah. you just like let her live her life? Like, I don't know what you want from this story. But like, I also get it when I remember like, this was a phenomenon that swept the globe, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but and I just was like, get out of her business, Mazzy. <laughs> yeah. She came in hot and consistent. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how journalists are taught to treat things, but like, <laughs> You know, they were like, whether you want this to come out, Frankie, I'm going to tell people. So could you talk to me? And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. 
What's that wild cool. is that would make me absolutely not want to talk to you. Yeah. I'd be like, well, then no, say whatever you want. And I bet you no one will have. Didn't didn't Frankie even debate that where Frankie was like, no one's even going to care if you can't prove it. Yeah. Right. Well, so I... like, but Frankie, I think also was like carrying this for so long that she was just like, I, I almost want people to know by now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like she definitely, you know, had attention around that. Because even after she said to Mazzy, I did it, and then they ended up meeting, she was like, <laughs> and, you know, Mazzy was like, well, people thought it actually was Mr. Avery. And Frankie's like, yeah, that makes That's sense. Right. Yeah, I guess it could have been, huh? <laughs> yeah. I love the, yeah, then multiple times Mazzy was like, but you told me you did it, yeah, right? But, you did do this? Yeah, it was you, though, right? Like, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> But yeah, her mom knowing it um, was very sweet, like that yeah. conversation, and very funny. I love who her gr- her mom grows into being yeah. by the end of this book. I'm the grandma who wears Air Jordans. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. I mean, it also, I mean, with that conversation with her mom, you know, 20 years later, and her mom being like, no one's going to care about what you did or who I am or why I kept it a secret. None of this is your fault. I mean, like, it certainly also speaks to, like, the idea of just how big something can get, not even externally, but, like, internally. Like, it was interesting to see who reacted big to Frankie and who reacted like small to Frankie based on her own expectations. Like her husband had like big reaction, but not even for the reasons that Frankie thought he would react. Yeah. It was interesting. Like his reaction. I was thinking like, what if I had a friend or if my partner, if one of my you know family members was like, Hey, remember this random ass thing that happened a long time ago? I, that was actually me. I yeah. feel like I'd just be like, Oh, that's like, that's cool. Uh, tell me more, right? Like, that's interesting. Um, her husband's reaction was weird. It was weird. It was weird, but I do kind of get it. Like, especially because, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I think ultimately things will be fine and he yeah. will be fine and she will be fine and all that sort of stuff. But I do sort of get like his shock at not having ever been told that this happened. Mm -hmm. Like it never came up. And the fact that they had specifically talked about the panic of 1996 because she lived there, Mm -hmm. which means not only did she not tell him, she was like lying to him about like her own perception and experience about it. So like, I get where he feels like very blindsided and caught off guard but it is not a big deal. Like, yeah. It's, it's and really she not also, a big deal. She also said those conversations <laughs> happened because weren't they like on again, off again? And Yeah. She, so you can also understand exactly why she exactly. never said anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, it's like, I don't think it's that big a yeah, deal. Yeah, it's going to so, be like, fine. If he makes it a big deal for a long time, then I'm like, fuck you, guy. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I think it's fine. Because I think, again, I don't think he cares that she was involved. I think he just was like, I can't believe you never mentioned this. Yeah. Like. And it's sort of that idea of being confronted with, holy shit, we've known each other this long and you've never said anything about this before. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird. I mean, we don't get to know him very well. So yeah. all we really know about him is his weird the reaction. weird reaction. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Frankie planning on keeping Zeke slash Ben out of it? I don't know. I mean, like, there's a part of me that's like, if he doesn't want to be involved in any of this and you have the ability to keep him out of it you also weren't 
seeking out mm-hmm. having any of this get out. So like, I kind of understand. Um, I mean, really like the adult portion of this book is her trying to put out fires before they're lit, right? She mm-hmm. She's like, shoot, if this gets out, like people might hate my mom. People might find Zeke. Like people might, you know, give hell to everybody I know and mm-hmm. it might cause an uproar or whatever. Part of it is like kind of weird to me because I feel like she could just be like, I don't know, I guess how much, how easily could she get away with saying that somebody else helped her but never say yeah. who it was? That's what I was wondering too. If she could just say, yeah, I like made this with somebody and then never kind of went further. But would that, you know, give Mazzy a bone think, that yeah, they would not let so. go of? And that's the thing is like, that's kind of where like, maybe if I weren't so irritated with Mazzy being such a like, um, like so persistent about it, mm-hmm. then maybe I would feel differently. But part of me is like, I don't know, maybe just protect Zeke at all costs from this, <laughs> this reporter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like he, I don't, I don't know that he needs to be bothered. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think it's fine if she leaves him out. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. It's I think what she wants is to like, contain the damage yeah i think like i don't know i um it was interesting their interaction as adults uh and i don't know it was also interesting like so zeke as an adult ben we find out he's still living with his parents and he has um bipolar and his parents are still very much like kind of helicoptery around him Mm -hmm. um which i don't know People with bipolar don't necessarily, you know, like it. that felt weird to me, that depiction of him and how like how they treated his parents made it treated him as like constantly unstable or like the littlest thing could like set stuff off. I don't know. That felt weird to me. Um, Yeah, I think there's a couple things going on there because I feel like it he has stuff that he like he's a successful like inker for comic books right like he even says like i've worked for marvel i've worked for dc like i have a career and then he talks about his diagnosis and then he talks about things that he does to like cope with any sort of like um like symptoms of that right so like he's got shit figured out um so i feel like just how he is portrayed is like kind of cool to see but yeah the way his parents seem to treat him is like weird and like not like they don't seem to get it yeah Um, but I did like the scene of, uh, him teaching Frankie how to draw like the hands, especially. (laughs) Um, and that felt like some sort of, cause that harkened back to, you know, she liked to watch him draw when they were younger. So it was like a nice little circular moment. And I, Mm -hmm. I do feel like, I don't know, it would be cool if he'd be interested (laughs) in like being there with her because they did make it together and, you know, uh, I think she was definitely hurt by how things ended and the lack of kind of connection or re- like reach out afterwards. Um, and so it would have been, it could have went in a heartwarming direction where they were like reconnected through this thing um, as friends and as people who still like to do weird art together. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think it was also, it was heartwarming in a different way that, I guess Frankie's just, I don't know, because Frankie never told anybody about the injury stuff, which I don't, I don't know. I don't think Zeke would have necessarily gotten in trouble for like pushing her or anything um, in the way that he might have thought 
So yeah, there was a lot going on in that situation. Yeah. I don't think that would have been the focal point. <laughs> yeah. I do think though, like it does, it does reconnect them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I really liked when she was like, it can still be our secret though. Like, yeah. Or maybe he says that, right. It can still be does. our secret yeah. because like, now the secret is that there were two of us, right. you know, and no one else knows that part of it. A different kind you can't of keep your part from the world, but we can still keep our collaboration from the world. So yeah. like in a way, it does kind of like carry on the spirit of the original act and it did end up reconnecting them. Yeah. But it w- yeah, it wouldn't be cool if they kept making art together. Yeah. Because she write a comic book that he ends up doing the art yeah, for? Yeah, how fucking cool would that be? You know? Her evil Nancy <laughs> Drew fanfic, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. I, I did. One thing I did like for Mazzy was when she was like, well, I did start reading your books. And one of them is about like a girl in a small town who creates <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Kind of the pieces fit together. And I was like, oh, Frankie. Uh, oh, no. So good. <laughs> So good. It just so happened to be the one that you wrote when you were in high school, <laughs> when the panic was happening. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah. Oy, mm. <laughs> well, I en- I mean, I enjoyed this one. It wasn't necessarily what I expected. I thought there was going to be some sort of weird twist along the way that was either supernatural or very light, uh, you know, that light fantasy element um, that his previous book had with the spontaneous yeah. combustion. Um, But it really was straightforward and it really was a kind of, it still had the same kind of like heartwarming, sweet, um, like thread through it, even though not everything that happens is Mm -hmm. sweet. Like there is some terrible stuff that happens. Um, It still has this sort of warmth to it that I really appreciate from at least the two things I've read of his. Yeah. And I, I was really, uh, it had been a while since I had read his other book uh and so i was surprised and delighted with like how funny i found parts of it too um yeah so i definitely would give it a thumbs up uh, i enjoyed yeah. it so yeah thumbs up for me Hell as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is good considering i didn't know anything going in yeah so anything could have happened <laughs> yeah i'm glad i'm glad we ended up where we where we did <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you read Now Is Not the Time to Panic and want to let us know what you thought uh, about any of the stuff we talked about or even some of the things we didn't mention, um, feel free to email us at novelgamingpodcast at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter at novelgamingpod. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, you can rate, review, and subscribe to Novel Gaming wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd be uh, super grateful for it. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with a new episode episode and we're actually gonna be doing a video game club again (gasps) yeah so uh if you want to play along with us we are going to be playing citizen sleeper which is available on a variety of platforms um so play and then come talk to us about it share your thoughts yeah all right bye
Oh my gosh. You're tight. My uh, <laughs> text to talk is on. How is that happening? How did that happen? <laughs> They're listening. I thought you were typing that and I was like, no. What's happening, Doug? For a second, I thought you and I were type battling. <laughs> I was like, but they don't type during the episode. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was very confused. 